Oh God, thank you for your grace and your peace in this place by the presence of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power that speaks through your word into our broken, oppressive, and difficult world. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is a story that has a great history to it and is one of the favorite children's stories of the Bible. It is the smackdown, if you will, between Moses and Pharaoh. The face-off, if you will, the Super Bowl of superpowers of the great God and the great ruler of Egypt named Pharaoh. It is a tremendous story that gives to us a, a great sense of who God is and especially how it is that God can deliver those who faithfully trust and believe in him despite all of the oppositions that we might face and hurdles in life. If you are at a place where you are losing hope of whether or not God is with you and will come through, listen to this word today because it is for you. Three things happen in this story that are worth looking at closely. And the first of those is that these prophets deliver God's word to Pharaoh, who is in power. You heard that Moses was sent to go to Pharaoh, and, and Aaron was sent to go and meet Moses in the desert on his way there. And together, this tag team of relatives would go to Pharaoh to deliver God's message. Do you remember why from a couple of weeks ago it, it takes two to deliver this message? It's because Pharaoh has an inability to speak clearly before others, and he's afraid and scared, and God provides for him a helper to go and to prophetically share God's message to those, that one that was in power, Pharaoh in Egypt. Well, God's word is delivered by prophets, not just Moses and Aaron, but throughout the Old Testament and in, in the New Testament as well, to some degree through Jesus. Prophets are literally the mouthpieces of God, which speak to humanity the message that God wants us to hear, that the world needs to hear so that his kingdom may be flourishing on earth as it is in heaven. There are, throughout the Old Testament, books of the Bible that are from major prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah. There are minor prophets like, like Hosea and Amos that just for a little while speak God's word and speak it to the powers of the day. That's important for us to hear in this story and, and for ourselves that, that God's word is most often spoken through the prophets to those that are in power and those that are not in line with God's kingdom. Speaking truth to power is the role of, of the prophets in the Old Testament, whether it's the kings of Israel or whether it's the kings of a foreign entity, because God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is, there is the, in this simple message that Moses gives, and Aaron then interprets and speaks to Pharaoh. There is in this simple message a truth, God's truth, to the power that is oppressing his people 
that says, let my people go and treat others with great dignity and great respect. And throughout history, God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. If Whether it's Pharaoh and, and Moses confronting him or whether it's, it's the Axis powers being confronted by the Allied powers in World War II to stop the destruction and the, the spread of violence and the annihilation of people, whether it is a great great leaders such as Martin Luther King speaking out against the second-class citizenry of African Americans in the 1960s to say for over 100 years we've been citizens of this country, my people, and now treat us as equals, as such. God seems to get his word, the truth of how it is that he wants us to live together out to the powers of this world, though darkness sometimes can hide it. Let my people go, Moses and Aaron said, as they went down to Egypt, because we have a God that cares about the little people in the world. Have you noticed that? It's true. The oppressed, the downcast, those that are picked off and beat upon, God has a real heart for, and we should too. In the, the current immigration debate that's going on in our country and, and has been, and our immigration issue needs to be addressed and fixed, but all of the politicians seem to be afraid to touch it because I'm sure it affects elections and all of that. We, we have the conundrum, don't we, that, that we need to protect ourselves as a country and, and make sure that the bad entities don't come flooding across the border and yet, at the same time, with great respect and great dignity, we're called upon to treat with love and, and a mutual general uh, care those who have come among us. We need to remember in hearing this that the Hebrews were immigrants in Egypt at this time, that they were enslaved people. And to those that had enslaved them and were taking advantage of them and beating them down. God said, let my people go. In our, in our rhetoric and in our, our respect for people, let's remember that all people God loves and desires to take care of and for us to do that too. So these prophets deliver God's word. Then the Pharaoh, the leader, resists the message that's given to him by the prophets by God through Moses and Aaron. Did you notice his resistance? Pharaoh says, no, 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 no. You're not going to tell me what to do. I have uh, power and rulership over these people. You better do what I'm going to tell them to do. And in fact, I'm going to make it even harder for them to do their job just to spite you, perhaps but maybe just to show them that this God you come and talk about is not so great after all. I'm the one that's in power. I'm the one that's in control. Pharaoh resists the message to treat God's people with equity and, and with justice and with fairness. Well, if you know anything about history, and especially that period of, of dynasty of the Pharaohs in Egypt, you know that it was a a glorious time if you're an Egyptian to think about the absolute power and the riches and the wealth that they had. There was this discovery 
in archaeology along the, the banks of the Nile, not far from it. Some years back of the Valley of the Kings, there are 63 different tombs, rooms there in that complex, and all of them have the sarcophagus of these pharaohs that ruled over Egypt, inladen with gold and treasures lying all around. It, it's the stuff that movies are made of, like the mummy, but it's also a great reality that they were people of absolute power and they believed that they would live and rule forever. And so they built themselves these tombs, we would call them, as temples. They expected everyone to listen to them, to bow down and worship them. And to that, God sensed through this man that cannot speak in public. And in his relative that is not really known for anything, to say, no, you'll let my people go. Moses resisted it. And, and do you remember, as the story continues on, which I didn't have time to read, the ten plagues that were given to all of Egypt to suffer because Pharaoh would not listen? Ten times Moses had to confront Pharaoh over and over and again and again and say, let my people go, the same message, uh, a, different, a different trick, if you will, to show him that that his God was able and even greater than Pharaoh himself. Pharaoh resists this message despite repeated attempts, and ultimately, ultimately, God's message does come through, but not without a lot of resistance. Have you noticed in the world in which we live today that there is a lot of resistance to God's message? and the word of God in the world, there is a tremendous amount of, of discord between scriptural living and between um, what we live as in the world and the cultural norms that we have. It's harder and harder to be a person of, of faith and to be a Christian in a way that, that is loving and yet at the same time says, no, no, God's word is important for us to live together and love together, as we'll talk about in, in the laws that Moses receives from God on the mountain in just a couple of weeks. Blow by blow, <clears throat> every time that Moses goes to Pharaoh to deliver this message, there comes with it a plague that is sent upon him. And finally, when Pharaoh realizes the seriousness with which Moses' God comes, he relents but not without great resistance. God even told Moses that he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Did you notice that? I've always wondered, and I've had that question a lot over the years, why did God make Moses' heart hard? Why did he make him resist the message of letting his people go? And the understanding from scholars is simply this, that God did not want Mo, um, Pharaoh to be able to later look as a benevolent dictator, someone relenting and finally having uh, a great deal of generosity within him to let these enslaved people go. There was plain and simple a clash, not between Moses and Pharaoh, but between the God of Moses and the many gods of Pharaoh. 
And in fact, if you go back and look at the ten plagues, every one of those represent one of the, the many gods that the Egyptians worshipped so that they may have prosperity and fertility and wealth. It is a classic clash of kingdoms, not of this world, but one of a great God against the many smaller gods. God is, is sovereign and powerful and able to overcome all things, and it is through that resistance of Pharaoh that we see in the end, God's word, God's will, God's message will win out if we will believe it and we will proclaim it and we will live it. Because all of us are facing battles, are we not? Yes, battles every day. Sometimes we forget or we may say, oh, that's just something that, that's getting on my nerves, or that's a personal problem or struggle that I have. But let's remember, as, as Paul writes in Ephesians, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil that are in the heavenly realms. We all face battles deep within that, that make us struggle and challenge us every day to keep the faith, to follow our Savior Jesus, and to do God's will. There are the battles of grief, like Co Nichols' family is, is struggling with right now and will in the weeks and the months ahead. It's a lonely walk when you've lost someone that's special to you, that needs God's help. There's the battle of illness, struggling with treatment or, or illness that we have to, to continue going on with, though, though we wish it would just go away. And, and with the hope and desire that, that healing is going to come about, if we have faith that Jesus showed to us, we will have an advocate to walk with us through the dark valleys and challenges of illness that we face. Depression and anxiety is another, another battle that we have as well. When, when we have one or two many, one or two or three or too many strings of down days where it seems the clouds are in the sky and the rains fall and we don't see the sun, we very easily can get beaten down and, and feel like we're defeated. We can quit looking for the rainbows that do exist out there. God's blessing and grace in the midst of our depression and anxiety. The battle of faith and doubt that all of us at some point in time do struggle with. Wondering, is God on my side? And is God able? And will God come through? All of us face spiritual battles of this world. We were talking in Youth Sunday School today about violence and, and about Danielle who is taking a, a week's time and is still dealing with and trying to put together what happened Saturday night before last and why, as we all would. When senseless violence happens in the world and people are taken advantage of and, and, and darkness seems to reign over and overcome, we, we wonder why, where is God in all of this? Why do things such as that even occur? Why are there people in the world that would try to oppress and beat down someone else who has done nothing to them? It's a spiritual battle that, that we all face in our lives 
this darkness that can overcome us unless we have a faith in the God that can overcome that and all things, even death itself. Moses comes and he delivers this message to Pharaoh, his declaration of the day, let my people go. And he is saying that God has got this. God is going to set his people free, and I believe it. He reminds all of the Israelites that the battle is really not him against Pharaoh, and it's not them against the Egyptians, but rather it is a battle that is above all battles between God and, and the principalities of this world. You know, I hope today that whatever battles you are facing, you can know that the battle is not yours to fight. Yes, there are things that you have to do that are hard and difficult to deal with. No, things don't always turn out exactly as you hope or wish and don't go along the path that you desire. But know that the battle is not you versus the world. It is God versus the darkness that surrounds us. And if you will surrender those battles to God and let go of them, God will grant you a grace and peace that will give you a confidence to walk along the way. Now, the best part of this scripture for today I'll share as I close, I didn't read it for you. Well, unless you wanted me to continue on from chapter 5 to chapter 14. But in chapter 14, it comes to a head, this, this clash. Of, of superpowers, if you will. This God against uh, the gods of Pharaoh, this Moses against um, the ruler of Egypt. And it's when, it's when it seems the darkest, when Moses is standing at, with all of the people behind him, they're at the waters of the Red Sea, and they're not parted. And he hears in the background, and he knows behind him that they're, is Pharaoh and the chariots of Pharaoh's army pressing down upon them, coming for them, coming to take them out and take them down. And do you think that it required a moment of faith for Moses to, to trust that God was somehow going to get him out of that, that desolate place of darkness and death? Absolutely. Listen to God's message that he turns around and says to the Israelites as they are standing there in impending doom. He said from 14 verses 13 and 14, Moses answered the people and said, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance that the Lord will bring on you today. The Egyptians that you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. So the Egyptians, the, the battle that you face, you need to just let go and let God have it. And be still, and in the quietness of the moment, you can walk with great confidence of knowing that God that is able to overcome all things, all of my battles, goes with those who seek him out and follow him. Jesus said, plain and simple, come, all of you, to me, who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you take your yoke upon me, and you will see that 
that your burden will be light, that you'll find peace and joy and the Savior, the Father's love in the crossroads. And so this morning as we uh, close our service out, um, I'm going to invite you to come to the altar to pray as you feel so led and, and come and just ask God to, to help you or to help someone else you know that is going through a battle that it seems they just cannot face and cannot win. And pray that with God's help, they will know that he is with them and walks mightily with them. We're going to stand.